Welcome to David Clark's We Are Superman podcast, episode number 228. I am your host, Bill Stahl. First of all, I need to apologize to everyone for a long absence. I've uh, been just insanely busy and had some health issues that, that I'll get into. But hey, before I get into all that, I do want to acknowledge Mike English, who we talked to on episode number 218. That is the episode where we talked about tweaking his marathon training program. And Mike ran the St. George Marathon and ended up running a 249, which uh, is qualifying time for Boston is three hours. So uh, huge kudos to Mike. He uh, busted through the qualifying time by quite a bit, uh, ran a really good race, had a couple of uh, tough moments in there, as we all do running a marathon, but uh, extremely proud of Mike running his first marathon. And um, it, it was something that he'd planned to do a couple years ago and got sidetracked by the pandemic and took him a while to get back into training for the marathon. And he did a great job and uh, really impressive to see him run that 249. So um, in my case, um, you know, I think as I expressed um, after Leadville, I, I felt a huge letdown and, and, um, you know, I'm kind of in that mode right now of starting over again. It's something that uh, I have a lot of experience from with um, uh, all the surgeries that I had. As many of you know, I had a surgery every year of the last decade, except for 2019. Fortunately, it's now been four years since the surgery. It's not to say my body doesn't have all sorts of little issues there that seem to happen as I get older and most can't be explained. And um, another one happened to me recently, uh, not surgery, but something I can't really explain, I don't think. But um, but in any case, yeah, it's, it's been tough. Um, after Leadville, um, you know, I, as I mentioned, I went through a couple of weeks of just a malaise. I just had no energy, not even just for running, which I had no enthusiasm to run, but I didn't have energy for anything. I mean, I would just do something simple like mow the lawn and be totally exhausted. And um, of course, I had the American Heroes run coming up. So I had to kind of fight through all that fatigue to get ready for the race. And um, the American Heroes run went great, as uh, a lot of you probably heard in a previous episode. And um, <clears throat> not long after that, um, I started to feel better, started to feel like I was coming around again. And then I went and got some shots that I need for an upcoming trip I have to Africa. Um, I got yellow fever, uh, typhoid, and polio shots. And I don't know if there's a connection to what happened to me after that, but it seems weirdly coincidental. I mean, I am a generally a very healthy person, except for the orthopedic things. And I've had you know, many vaccinations, such as COVID, flu shots, that do nothing to me. I mean, I, I don't even feel like I've had one of those shots afterward, not even a sore arm. So um, I got those particular shots on a Friday a couple of weeks ago, and that night I woke up with my pain, with neck, my neck just in intense pain, couldn't sleep the rest of the night. Um, we had a cross-country meet the next morning. And um, I, I couldn't move very well at the meet, but I was getting around. But after that meet, um, I went home and I was just in agony. And my upper left trap muscle, uh, you know, the muscle kind of at the base of your neck and your shoulder, um, would just cr cramp on me. And uh, I mean, truly debilitating cramps, um, kind of thing where, you know, I, I was... I was out of it. And this went on for the rest of the day and night and into the next day. And um, I couldn't stand up. I couldn't sit down. Um, I, I was looking at my cat saying, I don't even know if I can feed you guys here because um, I can't even bend over to grab their bowls off the floor without my neck cramping on me like that. So 
I mean, it was bad. And, um, you know, I've had neck surgery uh, more than 10 years ago, and that was some of the worst pain I've ever had. And this was pretty comparable. This was, this was bad. So, um, you know, I had a, a kind of a wasted weekend then. And then um, I subsequently got all sorts of other weird symptoms, everything including my, my fingers would turn white and go numb. I mean, literally numb. Um, you know, I, I had problems with my um, temperature regulation. Sometimes it'd be too hot. Sometimes it'd be too cold. Um, and what was tough about that too, was that like, I could barely get a shirt on and off or put on a sweatshirt or anything because, uh, because of the, what was going on with my upper trap muscle, my neck. And, um, it was just a very weird occurrence. And then I actually developed a case of double vision and, um, I went and hosted a huge cross country meet. Uh, that was another thing. I mean, through all this that's going on and I was extremely fatigued again through all this stuff. I was just super, super tired. And, um, you know, I, and then I'm hosting a cross country meet that had nearly 1800 kids running in it. So, um, it's a huge endeavor. It's a very labor intensive course. My, my cross country meets are very well known for running through water. I believe in true cross country. It's not one of these mamby pamby flat fast courses that have become all the vogue these days. I want these kids to be challenged. And so, uh, my courses run through the woods, through the gravel, and through the South Platte River a couple of times. We put inflatable gators and sharks and whales and uh, lobsters in the water, and um, we we just have a you know really fun time with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, but it's a lot of work to set up this course, so. Um, you know, so <clears throat> excuse me, my my voice here, but um, but yeah, it was a really uh, big endeavor to put that on when I'm feeling like crap and I'm having a case of double vision to boot. So, um, got through the meet uh, with a lot of help out there from uh, you know a lot of friends. Uh, it, it was really great, everybody who chipped in, and um, man, driving home that night after the meet was probably the scariest drive I've ever had. Um, I mean, I've driven through blizzards and all sorts of things, but in this case, I'm seeing double vision. And in fact, some of the vision issue was that the lines on the road were actually kind of diagonal. So I'm sitting there while driving, trying to guess what lane to drive in. And uh, it just wasn't good. I, I, it was like I was a drunk guy. I'm sure I was weaving all over the road like I was drunk. And I was just very grateful to get home after that. It was, it was crazy. So, um, and here's even a crazier story in a way. So I went to visit the eye doctor, uh, that, um, Thursday and, um, he had me, uh, take my lenses out. I, I wear hard contact lenses. I wear scleral lenses. They're really big lenses. They are much more comfortable than the hard lenses that I wore for about 30 years, but, um, they sit on the whites of your eye. So you can imagine a chunk of glass in your eye that big. So I took my lenses out so the uh, doctor could dilate my pupils. And if you've ever had that done, you know, it, it kind of sucks because afterward the whole world is like super bright and out of focus. So um, structurally, he didn't find anything wrong with my eyes. But um, when, when I went home, of course, you know, everything is really blurry and and I kind of just accepted that. And I got to cross-country practice that afternoon and, you know, I brought my bike along in case I couldn't run, which was likely. And in this case, I didn't even think I could ride my bike with, with you know, with the vision I had. So uh, fortunately, I was able to keep a group of kids at the track and we did a workout there. And then I went over to coach the uh, Revolution Running adult group that I coach. And 
Uh, had to drive across town to get there, which was, again, a little sketchy. At least it was daylight. And I got there and I told everyone like, hey, you know, here's the workout, but I don't even feel comfortable being on my bike, much less running with you guys right now. So let them do the workout. I drove home figuring I was going to take my lenses out, put them back in because then I had a soccer game to coach that night. I also coached the goalkeepers at the uh, soccer goalkeepers at the same school at which I coach cross country. So you can see how insanely busy my fall has been. And, um, I got home and took out my lenses and I noticed that my right eyeball was still feeling hard. And I realized there was another contact lens in my eye. And the only thing I can figure is that when I took the lenses out of my eyes at the eye doctor's office, he had me put them in a case. There must have been another lens in the right side of the case already. And my lens nested with that one. So when I put my lenses back in in the doctor's office, I think I put two lenses back in my eye there um, because my eye was really uncomfortable. Just, you know, when you imagine two chunks of glass that big. So it just didn't feel right. So, um... Amazingly, as soon as I got that uh, second lens out, and I could tell it was not mine because my lens has a black dot on it that tells me where it should go in my eye. The black dot should be at 12 o'clock, basically. And this lens had a red dot on it, so I know it wasn't my lens. And so that's the only place I can figure where this other lens must have come from. And instantly it's like, oh, wow, I see so much better now. And um, by the next day, even my double vision seemed to go away. So, um you know, I, I'm sure the lens hadn't been there all week when I was experiencing the double vision because um, I, I certainly would have noticed the, the second lens in my eye before that. So uh, weird, weird story there, huh? So uh, in any case, um, by this past weekend, I started finally feeling a little bit more normal. Some of these other symptoms started going away. The only thing that's still lingering for the most part is is my neck is still really sore. My, my range of motion is still limited, so I can't really turn my head left or right very easily. And uh, the other thing is when I tilt my head back or if I stand up, or even when I finish running, I, I do get dizzy still. I, I get kind of a little uh, faint there, so... Um, that, that's something that I'm still not sure if is connected, but I'm not sure if all this stuff was connected to those vaccinations or not, but it just seemed oddly coincidental that all of this began the night after having gotten those shots. So, um, weird, weird, weird stuff. But in any case, um, that Saturday I did a short run on the track after soccer practice with the, with the team and, um, I, I wasn't moving very quickly. Um, in fact, I noticed I, I was on the track and even though I was running in lane three, so a little further than just a lap, but I ran like 13 minutes for, or I'm sorry, three minutes for a lap, which, um, I just, I, I can't, I mean, that's like more than, you know, like almost 12 minutes a mile. I, just, I, I wasn't even certain I, that is a thing that you could run that slowly. So, um, it, it's really kind of ridiculous how slow I was there, but um, what I really want to talk about is coming back again. So um, I did run with the team a little bit on Monday and feeling a little bit better. Actually, I did a gym day on Sunday. And um, what I did going to the gym was I, I got on the bike for a half an hour at the gym, and then I did some much lighter lifting. It was a big adjustment for me to light, lift lighter weights than I'm used to and doing fewer reps and, and sets. Um, just trying to get back into it. Honestly, I hadn't been in the weight room since re- really before Leadville. 
And um, I was amazed at how much I've lost since then. So, um, yeah, there's certain things I'm just really good at in the gym. Um, one of them is like uh, the fly machine, uh, you know, which works your chest muscles. I'm really uh, good at curling. But both exercises, by the way, that really don't benefit runners a whole lot. Um, I, I joke with uh, kids I coach who that's the first thing they always do in the gym is they, they work on their pecs and their biceps. And uh, I, I tell the, uh, you know, the, the old expression with the guys is the curls are for the girls because, you know, that's what they're trying to look impressive with. But it really doesn't help much for runners. Uh, runners are going to benefit a lot more from working their triceps and working their lat muscles uh, among the upper body uh, muscles they can work out. But in any case, I was at the gym and just, like I say, doing it much lighter and um, just trying to kind of get back into it again. So, um, you know, I've heard many of my stories about coming back from major surgeries and how I've really, really pushed it. Um, you know, I'll get in the gym three days after surgery and start doing those really basic, sometimes boring exercises just to come back to rehab, whether it was a ruptured quad tendon in my knee or a ruptured Achilles tendon. Uh, and, you know, doctors were always giving me timelines that were way too conservative. They're always afraid, you know, you're going to wreck something. Well, I found you can't really wreck those things. Once they've been surgically repaired, those things are pretty solid, like the Rock of Gibraltar. So, um, you know, I found you could push it if one day you wake up and you're a little sore. Well, okay, maybe you took, you know, two steps forward, one step back, but overall you're still gaining. And, and that's why I've always been able to come back very quickly from surgeries. I mean, I was running again 11 weeks after rupturing my Achilles. In fact, I skied on that Achilles the week before because it was in a ski boot, which uh, was the same as the walking boot I was in anyway, basically. Um, you know, I was running again after rupturing a quad tendon that they told me was going to keep me out for nine to 12 months. And, um, Actually, no, that one wasn't going to keep me out for eight months. And I was actually running about two and a half months later and ran the Leadville 100 that summer. That was eight months later when I was just supposed to be beginning running again. So, um, but this, this has been a little bit different here. I mean, I, I really feel like I'm just starting over from scratch. I feel like a, a rank beginner. I mean, that workout on the track I described was really more of a run walk, ran a couple laps, walked a lap. I mean, um, and, and you know, it's interesting. They, um, you know, yeah, I could certainly try to push it again like I did after the surgeries, but I'm not sure if that's really the best method. I think I'm going to go into this a lot more conservatively. And I was listening to a podcast recently, uh, Jason Coop's podcast, the Coopcast. He he was not there, but he had Corinne Malcolm and a couple other uh, women on there talking about their comebacks from from uh, various injuries they've had, and they urged a lot of conservatism, basically. So. Um, you know, they said that as athletes, their instinct was to keep coming back quickly and they found themselves setting themselves back. I, I don't know if I will set myself back with this, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to kind of find a middle ground, if you would, being pushing myself a little bit, trying to get that enthusiasm for running back. And, um, uh, you know, I, I do have one more cross country meet I'm hosting. Uh, it's going to have about 700 runners. It's kind of insane. It was supposed last year we had 240 runners in this race, and suddenly it's exploded to more than 700. And I hope once I get through that, I can start uh, getting up into the hills and enjoying the uh, fall colors that are you know, really coming into their prime here in Colorado, and maybe rekindling my enthusiasm for running a little bit there. But um, 
you know, for right now, uh, you know, I my, my first instinct after Leadville was, yep, I'm going to sign up for Leadville for next year, and I'm going to find a couple vultures to run over this winter. Um, you know, you know, maybe something not at altitude. Well, obviously, it's not going to be at altitude, and, and um, just kind of dial in. You know, some of the things that I, I think I needed to improve upon after running Leadville. And right now, I'm not putting anything on the calendar. I really just have to kind of get back into things. And I think it's, in a way, good not to have the pressure of a race looming out there. I mean, if I had a uh, you know, 50 mile or 100 mile or say in eight weeks, I think I'd have a lot of pressure on myself to try to really start picking things up quickly. And, um, you know, I'm still experiencing some, like I say, some mild symptoms. And, um, but like I say, hopefully pulling myself out of all that. So, um, you know, I'd love to hear back from some of you folks, you know, what, what have been your techniques to come back, you know, whether it's after a race where you've had that big letdown and you kind of let yourself get out of shape a little bit, or maybe you've had, you know, a minor setback. Let's not, I don't want to talk so much about major setbacks. I mean, you know, that, that's an area I think I'm almost an expert at, but you know, in a situation like this where I'm just trying to get back in before I lose everything and try to ramp up and kind of get my enthusiasm back. You know, what have you guys done? I really love to have you drop me a Line, either by dropping me an email at silly underscore billy at msn.com or uh, drop me a Facebook or Instagram messenger. And uh, th- those uh, addresses are in the show notes, but uh, and love to share those with people. Um, that might even be a good episode to talk about here later on, you know, sharing some of the techniques and ideas that you have for coming back from a, uh, a setback, if you would. Uh, we've all gone through that as runners and it's been, uh, this has been a very strange one for me because again, uh, I'm usually have a surgery, you know, have surgery taking place and I'm working with a physical therapist and, you know, they put me on a program and of course I always exceed whatever they tell me to do. But, um, you know, th- this is one where I'm, I'm kind of on my own and trying to regain my uh, flexibility, my health and, and conditioning all at the same time, kind of an interesting thing. So let me know, what do you think? And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can have kind of a, a good discussion about this because I, I think we've all been there before. So um, that, that's kind of uh, where I've been at lately. Um, just now um, I'm waiting for Aaron Judge to hit his 60-second home run. And, um, you know, we're getting into uh, hockey season and uh, and the baseball playoffs. So uh, we've got football going on and basketball is going to be starting up. So it's a great time of year. And, of course, we got a lot of fall racing ahead. Um, you know, everything from, uh, the marathons, uh, you probably saw Kipchoge breaking the world record by about 30 seconds, running a low 201 in the marathon, which is just incredible. So uh, a lot of good things ahead. So, um, really want to thank you guys again very much for listening to the We Are Superman podcast. And I do have a couple of uh, episodes of interview format that are in the hopper. So I'm sorry I haven't gotten those out again. As crazy busy as I've been, I haven't been able to produce those, but I will get those out there. So make sure you subscribe so you can listen to those and all new episodes onto your phone. And if you enjoyed the podcast, the best thing you can do is share it with your friends or on social media. And please take a minute and give us a five-star rating. And I would humbly be honored if you would write a review as well. These five-star ratings and reviews help us make more episodes and rise higher in the podcast services search algorithms, helping more people find our show. Until next time, always be positive. Positive.